Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life and to week 35 of 2021. And Pam's going to tell us all about the week starting Monday, August the 30th, as we go into September. Woohoo! And then I'm going to jump in with our meditation. Um, as always, if anyone would like to work with us privately, Pam and I are available. Just throw us an email. Okay, Pam, here we go. What's happening? What's happening indeed? I can't believe August is over. Wow, this month really did fly by or so it feels to me. Anyway, Monday the 30th, the moon is in the sign of Gemini, and we are in the last week of the waning moon cycle because next Monday I'll be talking about the new moon in Virgo. <clears throat> so this last week of the waning moon cycle, excellent, excellent time to push through projects, uh, wrap up. Uh, really get a sense of what you're finishing up, putting all the bows and ribbons and okay, it's ready to get sent out in the world because, as I said, next week when we get into that energy about the Virgo new moon, we are back to school, whether we are or not, um, but really ready to launch into a end of year cycle. So. The momentum is such that we are pushing, not only are we at the end of the lunar cycle this week, but we're at the tail end of the three quarter of the year. So the momentum that comes along is really sweeping us into uh, September when we really wrap it up and uh, launch into the end of the year um, with the autumn equinox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what happens is we have this energy that is so much about a sense of completion, integration. And what have we learned from this period, especially the period from spring to the arc of the end of summer, which we are still moving through? So with the Gemini moon, very nicely aspected, I must add, and uh, we have a great deal of ability to move rather quickly over the next couple of days. So that isn't necessarily physical movement, although for some of us it may be, but it's also mental gymnastics. The Moon in Gemini is nicely positioned with the planet Saturn, the workhorse of the solar system. So it 
indicates that our ability to have good partnership support system working in ways that are going forward is very, very high. So reach out, connect to, work with the people who really are moving in directions you are and able to give you the support momentum you need. They may not be people who you're kind of shoulder to shoulder with. They may also be people who are helping you in a financial networking, social media capacity. All those things shine very nicely at this point in time, Monday and Tuesday. This can be particularly highlighted for people with a lot of air in their horoscope, Gemini, Aquarius, Libra, but especially the uh, first two because of where the moon is and also Jupiter and Saturn, both being in Aquarius at this point in time. There's a lovely picture in the sky between moon and Venus on this day, on Monday. So that really enhances friendships, relationships, the ability to draw um, financial security or people who want to invest in something that you believe in or you yourself, your promotion. So these, this is a good like kick off the weekday as is Tuesday. And on Tuesday, energy is similar until late afternoon Eastern time. The thing to keep in mind is that the high opportunity period happens as of um, late morning again, Eastern time, and runs until that moon void of course, which is at 4.48 p.m. So basically, you have a, a good six hours of the day to book along, move forward, really have a sense of clarity of what you're going to prioritize and move with. Highly, highly productive late morning, afternoon on Tuesday, the last day of August. Once the moon is void, of course, then we're in, uh, for people who haven't listened before, void, of course, moon means the moon is not making any direct geometric picture with other planets. So since the moon has to do with our emotional reaction, um, how we respond energy, when it's void, of course, there's there's no stickiness. So, you know, someone shows us a dress, eh, I don't know if I like it or not. Um, someone uh, make, makes an invitation to go somewhere. Yes, I'd really like to do it. But there's never any follow through because nobody kind of finishes up. So if you find yourself in the void of course period, which runs through um, after late afternoon to the end of the day and the moon doesn't enter the next sign, Cancer, until Wednesday, the 1st of September, then you want to take the early evening, evening of the 31st of August to be when you're energetically restoring, 
with the moon in Gemini, it's a perfect time to kind of clear out clutter, clutter on your desktop, clutter in your drawers, uh, clutter in your mind. Uh, you, you just don't want to have all the the kind of cobweb distractions that can happen with Gemini energy where uh, I love Gemini. Actually, people who know me know that <laughs> there's a lot of Gemini energy in my life. I grew up with a, a Gemini parent and I that kind of moving quickly through thought and idea is something that I actually thrive with. Not everybody, not everybody finds it as engaging. They can find it disorienting. Why are you there when we were talking about that? But the Gemini energy is very fleet-footed and, and the trickster it's it's like let's mix it up let's try this let's and no recipe is exactly the same everything is we don't know quite what we're going to experience but we do so it's it's a it's a beautiful energy but when the moon is void of course in the sign of gemini if there's something important that you want to do follow through or make happen then best do it before the void or have something firm that you know you're going to make it happen but really really avoid anything that's about anything contractual or cementing a deal because it probably will not come to pass the first day of september has the moon in the sign of cancer it went in at 1.26 a.m. And once the moon is in the sign of cancer, this sets up different energy than we enjoyed the first two days of the week. What's happening is that cardinal moon, cardinal signs are the ones that begin the season. That cardinal moon is in play with some outer planet energy, especially Pluto that makes the ride a bit rougher. The moon in Cancer is a very deep feeling sensitive moon. So water sign people are particularly intuitive and charged over the next couple of days and also very sensitive. When you're sensitive, you pick up energy other than just your own. So it's a great couple of days to get aware of, is this mine or is this someone who I'm reacting for or responding for? Because when we're in control of our own emotional landscape, then we can weather the sea of it a lot better than when we're picking up other people's stuff and engaging in that as well. And for some of us, based on our professions, like Susie and myself, we're always picking somebody else's uh, emotional energy. But it's really important to know the separation of that's hers and this is mine. And so these couple of days can teach us to have heightened awareness of that but there's a price to pay. It's like the toll. Um, actually, Charon, 
the three-headed dog at the gates of Hades. That's really what it's about. So sometimes we have to deal with our own innermost demon or stuff to separate and really understand because the reverse is true as well. If we're engaged in, let's say, business or a conversation where we're feeling something very emotional that is absolutely ours, but it's not appropriate to bring in share or disclose with the situation, then we have to take ownership of that, whatever it is. And so this can be very heightened on Wednesday the 1st, also can be incredibly therapeutic, deep healing energy. So this is this is not bad, like scary three-headed dog <laughs> that I was saying, but it's also we have to meet it. We have to be willing to look at, at it and deal with what's in front of us. If we try to sweep it under the rug or ignore it, then it, it tends to bite us. So pay attention. And it may not be you. As I said, it may be someone next to you, a person in your family, a person you work with, who suddenly you find yourself in this tsunami of emotion. And it may not even seem overtly that, but you could be getting into some sort of business discussion that's like, why is this going south? And it is because someone is feeling threatened or a need to assert power. And it takes really objectivity and perspective to keep your head above water as we go through this. And when we can do it, oh my goodness, the results are awesome, really awesome, because we come into a sense of, okay, both heads are above water. Not We don't have to submerge somebody else at the cost of our own, like keeping, um, keeping above the fray. So that's the, that's the dance Wednesday, Thursday. How do you or see yourself supporting someone else who must uh, hold power, integrity, and a sense of um, triumph when there seems to be some pulling down and need to, it, it's as though it's the need to make someone smaller in order to feel bigger. And that's never a win, never a win. So the important thing over Wednesday, Thursday is to keep objective, keep alert, keep keep things in perspective. And when we do that, then we are empowered. That is a true sense of being empowered. As I said, tremendously therapeutic couple of days because oftentimes when we're going through some sort of therapeutic process, something that's about uh, releasing something or regenerating or coming to look at it differently, then that requires that kind of clear-eyed ability to go through something that may feel scary, but it's for our overall benefit. On Thursday, the only thing that I would add is that the moon does not go void, of course, throughout the day. Um, So it's, it's this very intense energy that can feel like things are getting tighter. 
if you're feeling that, uh, there's a Mars-Neptune picture in the sky, which shows a sense of wanting to move forward and feeling almost like you're in quicksand or fog. You can't quite see where you're going. If that's your sense uh, on Wednesday or in the early day on Thursday, I mean, what happens when you can't see when you're going forward? Well, a few things. You either want to wait until the, the, the glass defrosts and you can see ahead, or you want to wait until the fog clears, <clears throat> or you need to proceed knowing you can't really see ahead, but you temper the velocity. So only you know what is, needs to happen in this process. Also, there's a moon Venus picture in the sky that shows some of us may feel as though we're not getting our needs met or that things are, there's a sense of somehow lack or inability to really perform as we would like. So there's some breaks that need to be um, put on as this day goes forward. But putting on the brakes or slowing down does not mean turning around and aborting the mission. So you decide what is the best strategy for you and your path. I, you know, everybody's different. We're all going through these transits differently. But the important thing is to have uh, a clear-eyed sense of what's in front of you. Now, Friday's a different day. Friday the 3rd, the moon enters Leo at 11.58 a.m. It The moon was void, of course, in the morning, most of the morning. So in the sign of cancer, that's a great morning to restore yourself. If possible, linger in your home, linger over breakfast, garden, do things that make you feel connected to the earth, your body, uh, long bath, long swim, whatever just helps you feel rehydrated emotionally. When the moon enters Leo, then we're in this kind of pumped up, let's get out and go. The most important thing with that kind of moving forward sense is that we have the support we need around us. We want to choose good partnerships as how we're in advancing. And if we don't take the time to do that, moon being in fire energy, we may find that someone has dropped the, the yoke, their side of the yoke or their side of the, <clears throat> the thing that needed to happen. If that's the case, what the antidote is, is playfulness. If you lose one playmate or support system or a partner, then you want to engage, attract someone new. The thing to keep really on high alert about is that we may get uh, pulled in or attracted to or derailed by someone or something that isn't our usual tangent, isn't the place we usually go. This may or may not be good for us, and we may or may not take the detour, but it is presented, and it, it 
it can be presented by late afternoons. So sometimes it's you're working or you're doing something, you get this lightning bolt idea and you decide you have to act on it. Once again, uh, the, the best way to proceed over this period of time is to have uh, on your desk or a dashboard or wherever you need it, post-it note or something or alerts on your phone that tell you the most important things for you to accomplish at this time, prioritize and make happen. Because the real danger of uh, afternoon Friday, all day Saturday, as we move into Sunday until late afternoon, the real danger is being distracted and scattered and like things are all over the place. And depending on, I mean, if it's just a party weekend or you're not really, um, you're not really beholden to get something done, then that's totally fine. But if there is something that's important to accomplish and do, that has to be where you stay on task. So Sunday the 5th, again, the moon is in the sign of Leo. It goes void, of course, at 10.22 a.m. And then enters Virgo, kind of preparing itself for that new moon at 7.06 p.m. So I can't stress enough how valuable this is especially once we get into the evening, to think in terms of it's dark of moon before the new moon, and what is it you're going to accomplish over this lunar cycle, and what is it you're going to put aside. When we prepare that way in dark of moon, new moon is tremendously productive cycle. And now I turn it over to Susie. New moon, here we come. Hopefully some bright, Fabulous, happy new energy <laughs> coming at all of us. Um, Pam, I almost feel like um, being a Gemini, Gemini, Gemini that I am, that um, that is like my my kind of my biggest thing in life is prioritising because the world always feels to me like there's a thousand flowers and I have to go and look at them and smell them and be the butterfly. And, yes. um, and right, right, like prioritize. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really great, um, a great way for us to go into our meditation today. Is that good? Sounds fabulous. Okay. Thank you. So I invite everyone, as always, to just take a moment of silence, take a place of comfort if you can. Hopefully your body is in a state of um, comfort. If not, if you do have pain or something going on, just for 10 minutes, just let's, let's switch off those pain receptors and just allow ourselves to be just for a few minutes in a state of stillness. And as we take a few deeper breaths and we know that we're going to be working with what we're going to call for now priority. Let's just see if we can feel priority and really where priority comes from for us. And we could almost say that it's a very, it's a very mental thing. It's it's a real mental capacity, like to 
analyze and strategize and work out what's my priority. It probably comes from, in most of us, a place of uh, survival, a place of 3D, a place of our situation in this physical life, in our physical form. What do I have to do? And let's just see if we can perhaps take that priority now and just create a space really in our soul and in our heart that is able to prioritise. So instead of prioritising from, uh, let's say, our, uh, our bank account or our time, let's prioritise from our heart and from our soul. So in many ways we're prioritising from the spirit. What is our spiritual need? Sometimes our spiritual need will literally let us walk away from a fight where our ego is like, come on, keep going, you've got to get there. And our spirit will be, it's not necessary, just step back and walk away. So let's just see how we can really prioritise now from our heart, from our soul from that soul, that deep, deep spirit part of us that, of course, wants to be alive and wants to be pain-free and wants to be in comfort, but also the soul that really, really wants to be here in this life and have purpose and have meaning and give back and do things for, for the world at large and not just for that little physical being or that little physical ego that we are. So just notice, notice where the pull is. Notice what's the pull that makes you get out of bed in the morning, that makes you bounce out of bed or makes you crawl out of bed or makes you close your eyes and pull the colours covers over your head again in the morning. Notice what makes you really want to open your eyes and step forward in the world every day. What's the push? What's the motivation? What's bringing you joy? What's bringing you purpose? What's making you feel good about being alive and being here now? What makes you feel the preciousness of this life? And allow all of those things, or maybe just one thing, Allow all of those things to line up now.
to line up and to feed into your mind stream. To feed into your heart. And feel your heart as it's connected to the world, to your passion, to your love. And feel how your heart is now recalibrating the spirit, recalibrating to allow yourself to make your priority list really tuned in to the deeper meaning of life. to the deeper part of you. And when we're really running at that frequency, then all the little things don't tick us off. We're able to kind of glide like those great big birds up in the sky as they're riding the currents and we don't get caught up in all the little mounds all the little hills all the little potholes we don't get caught up in other people's dramas and other people's anger and other people's little gritty bits and pieces or even in our own little gritty sandy bits of pieces we keep Keep recalibrating and re-pivoting, keeping our attention, keeping our understanding and awareness on that which is the most important to us. Most important to our soul. And it takes just a moment for us to recalibrate, to re-pivot. Just say, okay, I'm just going to take a breath here and remember who am I, what am I, what are my priorities here. What? is important to my spirit and to my soul. And it might mean that you drop everything you're doing and go and do something else. It might mean that you change. It might mean that you change in a very, very deep way. That you approach the world in a very different way. And we're open to that. We're open to that as we prescribe 
this alignment for ourselves, this perfect prescription of the best medicine for my highest good right now. And as we take a few deeper breaths, we feel that wonderful energy flowing into us because this is about coming back into ourselves again and being more authentic, really becoming authentic to ourself and to our spirit and to our soul. And as we take a few deeper breaths again, feeling that tremendous energy through our body, revitalising every cell, every breath, opening our eyes, present again. Thank you so much for joining us again this week and have a wonderful week, everyone. Have a wonderful week, Pam. Thanks so much and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.